We've done it, everybody. We've done it. We've got the win. Husker Hoops postgame here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Bachman. Austin Orman will jump in with me here in a minute as he heads from Pinnacle Bank Arena. Probably a good uh, little little jump in his step as Nebraska gets the win 77-70 over uh, Michigan State. A very good game for Nebraska. Of course, Josiah Alec out to start the game. Nebraska had to uh, make some adjustments. Juwan Gary jumping into the starting lineup, played spectacularly uh, both on the offense and defensive end, and Nebraska gets their first win over Michigan State since 2016. That was 11 straight losses to Sparty. That is uh, tough for anybody to stomach to begin with when they're uh, watching the broadcast when they started throwing that stat out there. Made you want it just a little bit more, Um, but very important for Nebraska, obviously coming off two games uh, disappointing, uh, just disappointing outcomes, disappointing uh, in in many fashions against uh, Creighton, obviously getting blown out in that game. We built up that one a lot to, you know, it was going to be big if Nebraska could get a, a victory there. And then just the, the, the letdown in Minneapolis, one of the best halves of Nebraska basketball we've seen under Fred Hoiberg, followed by a complete meltdown and that happened against Michigan State last year. And so you kind of had that <laughs> that feeling of, man, we need, you, you know, this is a very important game. And it's an important game for Michigan State, too. Michigan State, after tonight, falls to 4-5, and 0-2 oh in conference play. Obviously, that's not up to Tom Izzo's standards. It's a good Michigan State team. I, I, I don't want to bring it down, you know, the quality of win after Nebraska gets it. Obviously, there's no top 25 ranking next to their name. Um, we kind of know what they were, so it was kind of an opportunity for Nebraska and to protect home court, basically make up for that loss against Minnesota. Um, you're going to have to all-conference play to do so, and they do it right away. And and maybe this can kind of get the Huskers going. By far the most impressive victory, obviously, for Nebraska this season. Uh, didn't put up a, a particularly tough schedule, um, and, and some people thought maybe that's why they, they had that, that hiccup against Creighton. I don't know what to say about Minnesota, but I, I guess sometimes it's it's not it's not about taking your beatings. It's what you do once you, you get your beatings to get back up and you fight. And that's what Nebraska did tonight. Once again, getting a victory over Michigan State and really an important one once again because uh, early in the season, I talked about Michigan State falling to 0-2 in conference play. Obviously, Nebraska is going to rebound here. I have Kansas State coming up. I have two more non-con games. Kind of get this early slate of, of, of Big Ten games um, and and then, you know, roll right into the season. You don't want to start 0-2 before the January conference play starts. And Nebraska's been in that hole before. So they come out, get a win, and, and improve, obviously, to 8-2 overall, 77-70 Nebraska with the victory tonight. As we kind of look through the stats, leading scores tonight, I already mentioned Juwan Gary, just spectacular play, 20 points, very efficient from the floor, 8 of 11 um, dinged up his shoulder a little bit, airballed the three when he came back out. Um, and uh, so I was a little bit worried about him uh, and then, you know, grinded it out. I mean, he is just, he's, his athleticism, his defensive awareness, jumping in passing lanes, obviously a tough on ball defender, uh, really led Nebraska. And it makes you wonder because he's fit really nicely into that six man role for Nebraska this year. And once again, injury is kind of what, what, Brought him back into the starting lineup. He started you know, all 17 games that he played last year. He's a, he's a starter. There's no question about it. 
It was just kind of like, okay, well, this role in the six man would could work out, could give you a spark. But if he's going to play like this, um, then you're going to have to you're going to have to put him in the starting lineup. So that's kind of it's interesting something to look forward uh, to if they make any adjustments to the starting lineup once Josiah Alec gets back into play. Casey Tamanaga, 15 points on five of 12 shooting, three of seven from beyond the arc. Uh, pretty good performance from him. Once again, rebounding from not scoring a point against Minnesota. Excuse me, it's not not hitting a field goal against Minnesota. It was four for four from the free throw line, um, and uh, in in that game, so he did get four points. But uh, good good effort by him. Bryce Williams, interesting as as he's got fourteen points here in tonight's game. Um, Nebraska was down thirty four thirty one at halftime without Bryce Williams hitting a field goal. Bryce Williams or Jamarcus Lawrence for that for that matter, but Bryce Williams obviously the key here. Um, had 17 in the first half against Minnesota. That great first half we were talking about. One point in the second half as they melted down. Again, you know, it was kind of one of those things, and, and it was the Minnesota situation where Nebraska was had played so well, but they hadn't gotten any points from Tominaga. It's kind of similar situation tonight with Williams, uh, another one of your leading scores, where Nebraska only down three without Williams scoring. 14 points, I believe. I'd have to double-check. I don't think he had any at halftime. So uh, very much turned it on in the second half. Efficient for the free-throw line. Five of six. Four of seven overall from the field. Uh, Rink Mast, Mast is going to get... Uh, should get more credit. I mean, he hit the dagger, basically, tonight. Uh, Tominaga hit a few free-throws to put Nebraska up 69-67. to 67. Mast uh, was waiting in the paint. He was contested about... Shot clock was about to go go out, and he hits another one to give Nebraska the seventy-one to sixty-seven lead. From there on, it was kind of a foul here, foul there. Try to try to keep Michigan State in the game, but obviously a two-possession game from then on with under a minute to go. That was kind of what really ultimately gave Nebraska the win. Uh, and it's uh, that or, or as far as kind of the bucket to put him away. Eight points, fourteen rebounds, six assists. Led the team tonight with six assists. Uh, very good. By the way, Nebraska assist turnover. Uh, ratio, which which has been good all season, hasn't been great the last couple nights. Uh, once again, or games out, once again back in a, a good column. Sixteen assists to nine turnovers for the Huskers. Uh, as uh, as that pretty much wraps up your leading scores there, as far as the starters. Another big story that can't be overlooked: C.J. Wilcher, ten points tonight. Typically a, a three point shooter, he did bank in one as part of a rally early. Hoiberg hit a deep buzzer three in the first half followed by a banked-in three-pointer from C.J. Wilcher. But when it's your night, it's your night. And, and that kind of started off a good night for Wilcher. He finished 3 of 5 from the floor, 2 of 4 from beyond the arc. Again, 10 points off the bench. You'll take that every time. And it's, again, about him adding to his game. I mean, he's been doing a, a great job of cutting to the basket. Did that once again, I think, on a bucket tonight. Um, very, very physical rebound that the broadcast team gave him a lot of credit for uh, muscling out. Again, kind of just because of his... Um, his nature, I guess, or his reputation as a three-point shooter um, looked really good. So, I mean, that can't be understated. And then, you know, it, it, we're, I'm just kind of going through the scoring column, but I'm just kind of giving everybody their props time by time here. Sam Hoiberg finishing out the game, or at least the last important possessions. I didn't see necessarily how many swap outs they did there at the end with free throws and whatnot. But this was a game that Nebraska had taken the lead on in in, in a majority of the second half. Uh, Michigan State, it was. I mean, this is a, a, a lot of lead changes, don't get me wrong, especially in the first half. Ten first-half lead changes. I think we finished with 15 or so to not, in the night. But there was this, uh, this this run for Nebraska where they were able to eventually get 
get it up seven um, and in through about a 15 minute part of the second half, um, the score, I think the last lead for Michigan at, at, at some point was 35-34. And then they did not regain the lead until 67 uh, to 65, I believe. Um, but, uh, excuse me, it was the 36-35 was their last lead. When Walker hit his uh, sidestep three, which was the second of his back-to-back threes, they went up 63-60. to My whole point in all that was just to set up that uh, Walker had finally found his shot. I mean, that's a dangerous uh, shooter, a very good uh, player, obviously. Um, one of the reasons Michigan State was so highly ranked coming into the season, and, he, and he's, you know, Michigan State's not played all that well this season, obviously, at four and five, but... Walker has. He's, he averages 20 points per game. He got it going, and it looked like they might have been running away from it. And I and I just noted, okay, what what do you do? Do you double team him? What, I mean, what are we going to do here? And they put Sam Hoiberg on him, and I thought he did a good job of, of at least kind of limiting that. And Walker uh, no longer kind of was at that kind of takeover stage in the game. So Sam Hoiberg contributions, and, and then the other guys to mention too. Eli Rice uh, played in the first half. Uh, notable, of course, because he just hasn't uh, logged too many minutes in the last couple of games. Hit a three, so a good good work there. Again, I think the the idea with him is improve his defense. More minutes will come along. Uh, pretty, pretty not not a unique thing, I, I suppose, for a freshman. Uh, oftentimes, the case you have to improve your defense to get more playing times. And then Matar Jope also playing a little bit of a role tonight because Josiah Alec was out. Uh, the only one I did not mention so far tonight is Jamarcus Lawrence. It was his birthday. Congratulations to, to Jamarcus. Happy birthday. You get a birthday win. Um, I am interested, however, in his play. He only in a, in, ended up with two turnovers tonight coming off of seven, um, but one of five from the floor. And I'm just kind of wondering, as I spoke about Gary earlier in the show, um, playing his way into the starting lineup. I'm not ready to push the button and get Jamarcus out, but maybe he could be a spark off the bench. Maybe he still needs to be uh, their primary ball handler, but it just it hasn't quite felt like it's it's completely worked out quite yet with, with what they're doing there. But he, he's kind of got his on and off games uh, today on his birthday. Might not have been his best game, not, not particularly bad, um, but he did get the win, so I'm sure he's most happy for that more than anything. As we welcome in Austin Overman, who is at the game, uh, big time win for Nebraska. Of course, seventy-seven to seventy over Michigan State. Austin, what are your initial thoughts uh, from the victory? The biggest thing that stands out to me, Bach, is the poise that Nebraska played with. Got down a little bit early. Michigan State would go on a couple runs. Seven um, zero, the largest run for Michigan State, but it happened at least two times that I can remember. Um, and Walker had a six nothing run there. It was sixty to fifty seven Nebraska, and then all of a sudden it's sixty three sixty Michigan State. But the response from this group, like yes, they hit shots. That obviously helps when you you know respond that way. You need to do that. But I think Nebraska, for the most part, did a solid job buckling down on the defensive end, especially late with uh, the offense defense subs with Hoiberg and Lawrence, and even Tomanaga involved somewhat there. But as much as the, the shooting numbers were nice, the rebounds were even, turnovers were limited and even across both teams, it's that poise, that resiliency that stopped Michigan State runs and got Nebraska started on a few. That There were a couple moments, especially early, and then after that Walker run, you're like, okay, we've seen the story before for Nebraska. They'll fight, and then they'll fall apart. Or, okay, they, they hit their four-minute scoring drought. This is where it all comes unraveled. It didn't tonight, and that's a huge improvement from Creighton and from Minnesota, where the other team found something that worked, Nebraska wasn't able to respond. Tonight, though, I really sensed that enthusiasm, right, from Kese Tomonaga coming in off the bench a few times, hitting some big shots. 
Juwan Gary with some energy, but the steadiness and that presence of Bryce Williams, of Rink Mast, to really lock things down on the wing and on the interior, Nebraska never got rattled. Neither did Michigan State. This was a, a very well-played basketball game both ways. Two veteran teams trading punches until like the last 20 seconds. Yeah, not a whole lot of turnovers in this game for either team. Neither team hit double digits. Not a whole lot of fouls called. So kind of a clean game there. Again, of course, until the end, and, and we were kind of playing free throws to extend the game there. Um, but uh, we've only got a few more minutes left here on the post game show. Well, of course, get your happy on with uh, on our, excuse me, with Ricky Simmons coming up next. Um, so we have to jump to big, big picture pretty quickly. <laughs> and so that's what I'm going to ask you, though. How big of a difference is one and one conference play instead of zero and two? While you kind of get these three non-con games, of course, Kansas State, all that thing, you don't get one and win those games too. But for conference play, particularly, how important is it not to be in that zero and two hole? Huge. It's unspeakably big. I mean, even if Nebraska was still seven and three with a loss tonight, the vibes, the the conversations around this team are so incredibly different. Well, I, I still think this is going to be a quality win by the end of the year. I don't think Michigan State is headed in the toilet. I really don't. That's a good team. They've got some stuff to figure out, especially that that post rotation. They they didn't play with any posts, you know, for the last four and a half minutes of this game or so. Went small with Hall and Carr at the four and five, but. All that to say, it makes me feel better that maybe this was just a two-game funk that Nebraska snapped itself out of, found a way to make plays, and Nebraska you know, had to change the narrative. That's really what had to happen. Now, one win doesn't do that right. Nebraska still has two clunkers, but now I think you have two kind of resilient games to pair with it. Duquesne at home, and then you also throw this one in that conversation. So being 1-1 one one is much better than being 0-2. I think this is a win that will carry weight later on. And, of course, another question that I kind of broached the topic. Gary led the team tonight in points. He was inserted in the starting lineup. Um, I think he's been a nice, you know, nice six-man. You'd like to get that spark. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there, you might kind of think about keeping him in the starting lineup after tonight? It's a thought. Um, what Gary and Alec do is similar but different, right? Both guys have some of that versatility on defense, Gary's a little better on the perimeter. Alec, I would say, is better inside. Um, the shooting is, I'm going to call it a wash. I think Juwan Gary's the better shooter. Um, I, I like his his shot posture and selection a little better this year, but it still comes and goes, right? He's still streaky as a shooter. Um, I, I like the steadiness of Josiah Alec mentally, but maybe what that starting lineup needs is one more energy guy to pair with Kese Tominaga. So I don't think Nebraska can necessarily go wrong. I think both guys bring enough to the table in that conversation. Not to be a prisoner of the moment, I, I do kind of like the look with Juwan Gary, though. I think that that little bit of you know vertical pop, I think the, the little bit more shooting uh, in the ability to guard in the perimeter, that was huge because you saw Juwan Gary guarding A.J. Hogarth to start tonight. It was... Or it was uh, he was on Hall, and it was Williams on Hogard. But Gary got the Hogard assignment quite a few times. And I think that Nebraska needs to focus on taking away the perimeter first. My biggest worry coming into tonight was Walker and Hogard cooking. Now, they did, right? They combined for 29 points on, on 12 of 28 shooting, which is really good. But I, I do like the, the more perimeter-oriented game that Juwan Gary brings. Alec can do it. I think there's a little bit more consistency, and that will... You know, help Nebraska on defense with a little more perimeter athleticism, but also on offense. I think it'll keep spacing a little better. Another question. Bryce Williams, the last four halves, I think it's been 17 points, 1 point, 0 points, 14 points. 
how do you kind of get that consistency out of him? Obviously, when he's when he's good, he's filling up the bucket. But you you know you have it's just it, I, I just laid it out there. There's points where he's, he's not getting he's not on the attack enough. Seven uh, field goal t- field goal attempts tonight. Got to win. But do you think that's enough? Yeah, I think it is. It's different when you look at these two games, right? Because in the the first half at Minnesota. Bryce Williams got Nebraska out to that lead. Then he got frustrated in his head a little bit, didn't get the same look. Some of that's on him, some of that's on Nebraska. Tonight, Nebraska didn't really need Bryce Williams in that first half, right? They're going back and forth with guards. Mast had a couple. Uh, Hoiberg and Wilcher had those big threes. So Nebraska didn't necessarily need Bryce Williams' offense in the first half, but they did in the second half, right? He was the one bringing the ball up. He hit that that pull-up three-pointer to either give Nebraska the lead or extend it. So... Yes, I mean, ideally, you would like seven points in each half. That consistency looks better. But the difference between Minnesota and Michigan State for Bryce Williams is that he stepped up in the second half when Nebraska needed it tonight. Nebraska could have fed him more in the second half against Minnesota. I think he was opportunistic tonight. I think he took advantage of the chances he had in the second half after other guys went off. So even though it is the same kind of discrepancy from half to half, I think tonight was the right way for Bryce Williams to go about that discrepancy. I like how you broke that down. Uh, next week is their next game, Kansas State. At Kansas State, of course, old Big 8, Big 12 rival. Austin, you're going to be heading down there, I'll right? be in Manhattan. That'll be that'll be some <laughs> exciting times there. 2 p.m. tip-off. Uh, one question about that that I have for you. Um, maybe, I don't want to say it was, uh, was the major excuse, but one thought from a few Husker fans before the Creighton game is they took a week off. Another week off here. Um, do you think that that's going to be a problem? What do you think Nebraska has to do maybe to overcome that um, as they are, are coming, kind of going into this week off now on a high, a high note? They're they're relatively healthy. Uh, I mean, obviously you get Josiah Alec back, which I think will be an interesting, you know, readdition. I assume he'll be fine. He was walking around okay before the game, so I think it was just precautionary for the most part. Uh, wait to see what Fred Hoiberg says about that for sure in post game. I still like the idea of a midweek game. I think this is such a a rhythm-based team that a game in the midweek would be nice, but it's kind of like what we were talking about, Bach, with football, right? I didn't love the idea of Illinois on a short week after Michigan, but then they come out and they beat Northwestern after the bye week. I kind of wish the bye week would have been flipped. It's all in Nebraska's court, you know, literally and figuratively for how they handle this week off. They weren't perfect. They were certainly better tonight than they had been. So it's on them to figure out what worked, and find a way to carry that over on the road where you have to create your own energy. The crowd was fantastic tonight at Pinnacle Bank Arena. A little sleepy during the game. Credit the, the players for giving the crowd a reason to to stick around and be in that game. But even though it's only two and a half hours away, uh, the Octagon's going to be rocking in Manhattan on Sunday. Nebraska is going to be that man in the arena, kind of alone. So it's up to this team to find a way to carry the energy from Lincoln down to Manhattan in a week. One final note, leading score for the first six games of Nebraska was a different person. Um, they they were able to snap that at some point when, when Rinkmas, uh was the leading scorer twice in the first eight games or so. But the last, uh, what is it now? Uh, six games, I believe, they've had a different leading score. Or maybe it's the last four games, but that's just something to note. These, these, this, this team—you uh, kind of—that's part of it. You never kind of mm-hmm. know who's going to step up, but you need that consistency out of all of them um, as this season progresses. Uh, I, I still think this team can can put together a heck of a season. Once again, I, I kind of see tonight as getting getting that Minnesota game back because that's the mm-hmm. one they're kind of supposed to win. Either way, 
Um, you, or you can look at it the other way. You know, you lose one on the road that happens in the Big Ten, protect home court. They got it done. I think either way, one and one in, in Big Ten play, uh, as we were talking about earlier, very crucial for Nebraska. Uh, we better get uh, get on out of here because it is time for Get Your Happy On Hour coming up next with Ricky Simmons. Once again, Nebraska will take on Kansas State next week at 2 p.m. on Sunday, and we'll have your post-game show, I think, once again, kind of blending into Husker, or excuse me, maybe Husker Rewind. Uh, I'll have to kind of see at what point, but into the Sunday afternoon um, shows that we already have programmed here, which are fantastic on 93.7 The Ticket. Huskers get the win 77-70 to 70 over Sparty. Go on to 8-2 on the year, 1-1 one one in conference play. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. Stay tuned. Forget your happy on hour with Ricky Simmons coming up next.